So I remember when I was in school, and I wish I could just say it was college, I think it was high school and probably grade school too, that my room was never cleaner than when I had a test to study for or a paper to write. You know, it's just one of those things where all of a sudden, you know, when there was like a difficult task right in front of me, it was just like, you know, I just, I think it's important that I clean my room right now. It's like I do anything I could to avoid it. And the funny thing about that is, is I actually kind of enjoy reading. I enjoy writing. But if you assign it to me, then I don't want to do it, you know? And I don't think that I'm the only one who kind of feels that way. And I think it's just part of our fallen lot, right? That when we have a task at hand, when we have a duty we have to do, sometimes it's tough. It's tough to embrace it and go forward. Well, thanks be to God that Jesus Christ became one of us. He has not fallen like us, but came to save us from our fallenness. And this feast of the baptism of the Lord, it's a really interesting one in the way of where it's placed and just the timing that this happens, right? Here we are. This is it. This is the very end of the Christmas season. Monday is Monday of the first week of ordinary time. We're back it's ordinary, right? And there it is. It's, it's all kind of coming to a grand conclusion. I mean, we still get some of the wonderful, you know, hints of Christmas tonight with I love the hark, our uh, angels we have heard on high, Gloria. I hope you do as much as I do. I'd sing it all year if we could, right? You know, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And just to have all of this, and I'll tell you, over the last week, and maybe you experience this too, maybe it's just me, of kind of getting back into the routine of things after Christmas, how many times I just longed to be in my pajamas, like hanging out with my niece and my nephews, right? Watching cartoons. It was great, you know? And it's so much more comfortable in so many ways, right? And we kind of long for that comfort. And sometimes when we are kind of like, you know, presented with the difficulty, ah, it's like, well, I'll clean my room instead. Well, when you look at what our Lord does, I mean, just the opening line of the gospel today, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan. I will tell you, I've had the great honor and privilege of getting to visit both of those places. Galilee, it's beautiful. It's green. It's by the sea. It's just a lovely place that I guarantee if you ever go there, you're not going to want to leave. The Jordan, it's the desert. And there's very clear signs that it has been the place of a lot of conflicts, a lot of fighting. There's a lot of buildings with bullet holes all through them. And frankly, the Jordan River, when we hear it, it's like you can't help but think of like a mighty river, right? It is a muddy stream. I mean, it's gross. When you look at it, it's not that beautiful of a place. And I'm sorry to paint the picture that way, but I think it emphasizes the fact of how far our Lord is willing to go. Over the last couple of weeks, I mean, we've been meditating and praying and celebrating on the fact that God himself left heaven to come down and be one of us, like us in all things but sin, a baby in a manger there with Mary. But the amazing thing is, is that he doesn't just stop there, right? I mean, he doesn't just sort of rely and stay in the comfort of his mother's arms. I doubt it would get much better than being right there with Mary all the time, right? But what does he do? He leaves Galilee, goes down to the Jordan, and plunges into the depths of those murky waters. There he is, shoulder to shoulder with us fellow sinners, right in the midst of it all, not going down to be baptized because he has sinned, as St. John the Baptist protests, but rather diving completely in to our condition, 
going down to the depths of the Jordan. And what this does in a big way is it foreshadows exactly what we know is on the horizon. He's not going to say no to any of the things that he has to do, namely his passion, his death, his descending all the way into hell. That's what our Lord is willing to do for us. And on this day, sort of, you know, on this transitional day between the glories of Christmas and moving back into ordinary time, he reminds us that he goes first. And what I would say is, I mean, think about this. I know last week I kind of talked about, you know, the uncertainties of 2020, and yet we trust and we stay close to our Lord. Think about this. Yes, we sort of face Jordan rivers of our own, right? We face murky circumstances, the unknown ahead of us. Yet, Christ goes first. Sort of like, you know, dad jumping into the pool before you and holding out his hands and saying, you can trust me. And that's what we know as we celebrate this feast of the baptism. He has gone first. But the great glory for all of us is the fact that we know it doesn't end in the murky waters of the Jordan. He comes up. Heaven is ripped open. God the Father says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove. And this is the great thing. He opens up the way for us beyond just the comforts of pajamas and cartoons, right? Beyond the comforts of merely a clean room. He opens up the comforts of moving through the cross into the resurrection, into the very inner life of the Trinity itself. That's what he's calling us to. That sanctity with him forever in heaven. And this is like that grand inauguration. The fact of the matter is, he doesn't delay. He's not afraid to humble himself, to go all the way down into the depths, and then to lead us in as well. And we know a lot's going to happen between now and three months from now, which I think it's three months to the day that we're going to celebrate Easter. How amazing, wait, is it three? Here's a four. It's April the 11th. I still can't do math. But, you know, we know that it's coming, but we also know a lot will happen in the interim. As St. Paul said in our second reading, that he came healing all those oppressed by the devil. We still live in a fallen world. We know that things aren't easy. Sometimes it's hard to keep taking that step forward. But the glory of this celebration is that we know that he's gone first. He remains with us. He stays with us. Yes, he's asking us to pick up our cross. Yes, he's asking us to go down into the depths, but not to do it alone. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I know that there are as many challenges in here and more than there are people in this church right now. But I know the fact of the matter is God loves us. Loves us so much that he shows it in this very vivid way in his baptism of going down and saying, you can trust me. Take the steps. Follow him. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him all the way because we know that he will lead us all the way to the glories of the resurrection and will help us every step of the way. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.